You're listening to the J. John Podcast. Well, I hope you're feeling Christmassy because this week is the last of J. John and Killy's special episodes for Christmas. They're joined once again this week by Mark Green, Leah Sachs, Lou Fellingham and Noel Robinson. If you missed the first two episodes, listen again on the J. John Podcast. But here we go. You're listening to the third episode of Christmas with J. John and Friends. to our Christmas programme. Thank you for joining us from around the world. It's wonderful to have our guests with us. Noel Robinson, Lou Fellingham, Leah Sachs and Mark Green will be joining us later. Christmas is the time of year when we remember God pulling back the curtains so that we can see his face. And that's our prayer, that during this time together, we will see more of Jesus. One of the traditions at Christmas are mince pies. I have to say, you can't beat a homemade mince pie and you can't beat my wife's homemade mince pies. These are the best. I love them. But tell us a little about the mince pie, Killy. It's really interesting, actually, because... Mince pies go way back to the 12th century where they were, it was a savoury pie and it was huge. I mean, like really huge. And um, they used meat, they used dry fruit and they used spices. And it sort of, that was a big Christmas pie tradition. And then by the 19th century, it had completely changed to these little tiny mince pies, which are now fruit and sweet. So before it was like a main course, now it's just a nice Christmas treat. And what do they represent? What do they represent? Well, the spices in them represent the wise men. Would you know that? Yes. So cinnamon, cloves and nutmeg are supposedly to represent the three wise men. But enough of all that. Let's introduce to you Noel Come on, Noel, come and join us. Wish you a Merry Christmas. (laughs) And we wish you a Merry Christmas, Christmas. my dear friend. How are you doing, Jenny? I know you're from the Caribbean tradition. I'm telling you. And I just need to know about the food that you You will be eating. um, Let me tell you about Caribbean food. (laughs) Tell us. You know, most people talk about turkey, but there is curry goat, curried goat, curried goat, oxtail. And I know some of you are worrying about this thing called plantain or plantain from the banana family. Fried ackee and saltfish, which is a traditional dish from Jamaica. That's where my family are from. And the table will be filled with 
all these types of food. All yeah. of them. So everybody gets to dip into different things and have a taste of Christmas. And the great ingredient is the whole family, the little kids, the grandchildren, everybody around the table, like in it, and just celebrating a, a great day. That's amazing. That's amazing. Beautiful. Amazing. But, uh, I'm Greek. Mezes. It sounds like the Greek mezes. A bit of this and a bit That's of that. That's right, yeah. It's a bit Beautiful. like, you know, going to those restaurants where they got a bit of that. I know. <laughs> like but it. But it's, it's, it's an amazing, and, and it's for everybody. So you've got chicken, but you've got jerk chicken. Really hot and spicy. And for those that don't like so much spice, they got a little stew chicken going on yeah. the side for you. So it's like a whole thing. The whole family cooks. Except me, I yeah. eat. <laughs> no, what does Christmas mean to you? Um, Christmas is, is really a family time. And, and we get to really um, understand the message of, of Christmas, which is, which is Christ. You know, growing up in, a, in a, um, a, a real Christian family home, the tradition of Jesus being the centre really is preached. Um, and, and, and we do celebrate that and the gifts and everything else. So exciting. Yeah, Mind very. you, the one thing about the Caribbean is that you never have snow. We used to have snow at Christmas Day, <laughs> but it's like there's no snow in the Caribbean, you know? <laughs> like snow is a phenomenon. <laughs> it's like, well, we half the snow. world at Christmas <laughs> is summer, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. Now, you're a singer, songwriter, lead worshipper. Uh, music's important for you. For you... When it comes to Christmas songs, what what which songs or carols stand out for you? You know, um, I, I really do like Silent Night, and the reason mm. why I like Silent Night because it's, it's a it's a bit of a contrast that that and I like the story of what the angels probably saw because I know we talk about Silent Night, Holy Night in the earth, and there's a hush in the earth, and you've got this, the picture of the shepherds and the wise men, but I always imagine in heaven. The angels who've probably been told that, hey, something special is going to happen, that the Son of God is going to appear in the earth. And the silence is heaven holding their breath. And, and there's, I call it in between the trapeze, you know, you've got two things swinging, but in between is this turn and there's a silent night where heaven gasps with expectation, if that makes sense, and then Emmanuel. God did us appears in the earth. And then there's a sound in the heaven that I don't think that we could really comprehend. You know, thunder and lightning is loud, but there's a sense where the whole of heaven cheer and they go, yes, Emmanuel, God with them. And you know, there's a scripture that talks about the angels are jealous of us as humans that could we sing a song that they can't sing because we've experienced redemption. But I think that, they see a glimpse of eternity appearing in time in the cosmos right on this planet Earth in that manger. God coming alive. And I think that I would love to have experienced that. Beautiful. Truly inspiring. So inspiring. And Noel, you're now going to sing for us Joy to the World. Yes, some joy. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Great. Let earth 
Fantastic. And now we have our next guest, Mark Green. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Joy to the Johns. Oh, I want one of those. Do I get one of those at the end? You'll have one after this. Oh, I've got to work for my supper. One of the passages that's read from the Bible at Christmas carol services mm. is from Isaiah 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm. Can we unpack that passage verse, Mark? So for example, the government will rest on his shoulders. What does that mean? Well, Jesus is the Son of God the Father and he's been sent. And as a result of him having been sent to die for us, God has exalted him to the highest place in heaven on earth. And he now rules, if you like, over the cosmos. When he returns again, the government of all things will be on his shoulders. What a relief for the Prime Minister and everyone else. He will rule in justice and righteousness and kindness and compassion. 
So wh what do we say about what's happening now? Because if he's sovereign and overruling, why is there so much war, so much injustice in the world? It's human heart. We have rebelled, sadly, in all kinds of ways against his ways and against his wishes that we would seek to love one another in his ways. And he's given us free will and we've taken that free will and we've spoiled it. But we've read the last chapter and we know that one day he will... He will return. He will return and he will rule. But it goes on and says, wonderful counsellor. What does that mean? Well, a um, little bit of Hebrew here. The word wonderful there in Hebrew is actually more like miraculous counsellor. So this is wisdom. So God is promising to give us wisdom. This is a person who will be a sort of miraculous wisdom. And uh, we all need that. We all need a wisdom from above because our wisdom is limited. So there's a promise of that. And he is, of course, the source of that. Everlasting Father? Well, just as we need wisdom, we need love. And the notion that we would have a Father who is everlasting is, I think, such a comfort. Certainly for me, I mean, I lost my father just a few years ago, and I remember saying to the Lord, you know, I can't do this without you. You're going to have to step up now, God. <laughs> You're going to have to be my father. And he's proved true to that when, you know, he is an everlasting father. And I like what the psalmist says. He is a father to us. He is tender. He is sympathetic. Yeah. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for us. That's just so reassuring. Yeah. And Prince of Peace. Well, Prince of Peace. Well, um, again, a little bit of Hebrew. The word is Shalom, Prince of Shalom. And peace in the Bible is not just uh, the absence of conflict or some kind of sort of serenity. Um, although it is also that peace in the Bible is peace in everything. It's shalom in, in physically, emotionally, mentally, environmentally, politically, re relationally, nationally, internationally. That's the kind of peace that uh, this verse is talking about. And of course, it says elsewhere in the New Testament that Jesus shed his blood to bring about that kind of peace, a peace, if you like, a cosmic peace. That's what we've got to look forward to. Not just a passing mood, um, but a, a settled joy, completeness, wholeness in all things. Oh, and Mark, may we see more of that this Christmas time. Oh, yes. And Mark, we've been so enjoying your Christmas poems that you write every year. I think you told us 30 years and you've got them in a book. And Mark, will you read us another one? Sure, yeah. Thank you. This is from Ad Adventure and this one's called There because the, one of the promises of Christmas is that Jesus would be with us. And um, my own experience is he's always been there. He's always been there, there. There, in the glimmer of a smile on a careworn face, in the fountain fresh hope of a first embrace. There, when sun sparkles on the dancing foam and laughter splashes like the hearts of home. There, in the pain and confusion and tears, the muffled screams and nameless fears. 
There in the scuttling panic of a wind-whipped leaf, in the brimming ache of endless grief. There, in the emptiness of alone, in the grey barren of chilled stone. There, always there, the eye brighter than the gleaming crown, his heart softer than the purple gown, the servant on the throne, the king who would be known for no reason except to give in every season that we might live. Oh, Mark, that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. And it seems really fitting now that we're going to go over to Leah playing on her wonderful saxophone, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Truly beautiful, sacred. I love Christmas music and singing and songs. The only true historical reason for celebrating Christmas is as the birthday of Jesus Christ. But no one celebrates the birthday of a dead person. You only celebrate the birthday of someone who is alive. It is because we know that Jesus Christ is alive today that there can be a true celebration of his birthday. I really like these dolls, uh, babushka dolls. They're called other names as well. I've got several different ones. What I like about them is that you open the doll and, oh, there's another one inside. And then... You open another one. Oh, there's another one inside. And then you open another one. Oh, there's another one inside. And then you open another one. Oh, there's another one inside. And then you open another one. 
Oh, there's a little teeny one inside. I really love them. I've got several different types. Do you know, this reminds me of the gift of Christmas. The gift of Christmas is Christ. And when you receive Christ, you open yourself to receiving other gifts. And then there's another gift. And then there's another gift. And there's another gift. When we receive Christ, we receive his forgiveness, which we desperately need, which he purchased for us by dying on the cross. At Christmas, we can't just stay in the cradle. We've got to move to the cross. We've got to look at the crown. Christmas is God with us. Easter is God for us. And Pentecost is God in us. And when you receive Christ, you receive his spirit and you experience cleansing, forgiveness, but not just his forgiveness, you receive his friendship. Wow, I'm now allowed to call God my friend because he calls me his friend. Not just that, I discover another gift that I start experiencing freedom, freedom from so many things that bound me, that in Jesus and by his spirit, I discover that freedom. But I also discover in Jesus that I have a future with him. I have a future. I have a hope. Have you received Jesus? If you haven't yet received Jesus, or you need to come back to Jesus, why don't you receive him? Receive his forgiveness. Receive his friendship. Receive his freedom. And grasp a future hope with him. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I acknowledge you as my saviour. And I want to receive you today. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Cleanse my life and heal me. Fill my life now with your Holy Spirit. May I experience your presence, your peace. Help me to build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us to celebrate Christmas. And I just want to take this opportunity to wish you all a very happy Christmas. Back over to our musicians to finish with O Little Town of Bethlehem. Yeah. 
The Movies is J. John's new Christmas book, a collection of reflections on some of his favourite festive films. This short book features Christmas classics such as Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Each chapter highlights a simple lesson we can learn from Christmas movies. And the book covers topics such as family relationships, living with regret, the pressures of having the perfect Christmas, and of course, the true reason for the season. Get your copies of Christmas at the Movies today from jjohn.com.